You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's move on to our numbers game and also our predictions. All right, let's start with the numbers, Dan. Nice package in the Chicago Tribune. ChicagoTribune.com is there every Thursday beginning on Thursday for people to check out. Uh, liked a lot of them. Uh, what were your favorites? Yeah, I'll go with four of them tonight. We'll start with the most obvious, which is 726. That's the uh, number of yards that the Denver Broncos allowed to the Miami Dolphins in the week three loss. Uh, the, the the Dolphins averaged 10.2 yards per play and had four different players record a gain of 50-plus yards. Tyreek Kill had a 54-yard touchdown reception. Devon... A-chain, am I pronouncing that right? That one's changed a couple times. He had a uh, 67-yard touchdown run. Robbie Chosen, 68-yard touchdown pass. Chris Brooks, 52-yard touchdown run. It seemed like every time you put on a series that the Dolphins were running, they were in the end zone. It was big plays. It was crazy. Tua Tagovailoa, by the way, uh, four touchdown passes, three incompletions against this Broncos oh uh, defense. So that should be something that Justin Fields and Luke Getze look at and go, okay, LFG. 23 of 26 Tua was a year ago this week was when he went down with that scary concussion. He has rebounded nicely. I remember the conversation being, will he ever play again? He's not only playing again, he's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Here's the thing before we move on to your next one. That Denver defense, I know it's terrible because of the numbers. (laughs) They're historically bad, but going into this season, even last year, that was a defense that a lot of people around the league thought had some talent. And, and with Vic, you know, they were guys that you didn't think were capable of just, you know, giving up what they've given up. Well, and they're beat up a little bit right now. Justin Simmons, we'll see what his status is for Sunday. He's one of their uh, better players on the back end of that defense. Josie Jewell dealing with uh, some soft tissue stuff as well, and no, no, no telling where he's at. Um, but look, I, I, 70 and 726 yeah, are, are numbers that you, you, just, you just do not see outside yeah. of the Big 12. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one? All right, let's go right into the Big 12. We've got a uh, a rookie out of Oklahoma. The number is seven. It's Marvin Mims. He's touched the ball 15 times through the first three games of his NFL career, and seven of those touches have gone for 30 yards or more. We've got receptions of 30, 38, 53, and a 60-yard touchdown reception. We've got a punt return of 45 yards. We've got a kickoff return of 30 yards and another kickoff return of 99 yards and a touchdown. So big play, Marvin Mims is the guy the Bears better have on their radar for Sunday afternoon. That's a remarkable big play capability. That is something that, you know, when you talk about bad defenses, yeah, you're not restricted to just talking about the Broncos. No, 
No, no doubt at all. Um, all right, my next one, David, 60. It's the third down conversion rate of Bears opponents through three games this season. The Bears were dead last in the NFL a year ago with their third down defense. That was at 49%. They are significantly worse through the first three games of this season. The Chiefs were 10 for 14 the other day. We know what the pain was in watching them extend drives and then put the ball in the end zone. Uh, My God, like a 60% third down conversion rate is not going to get it done. That's got to get turned around in a hurry. You know, the Bronco defense would might have had worse third down numbers if the Dolphins would have actually had to, you know, snap on third down. They never really got there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, last number. This one's fun. And and, and you'll like this one because you remember a lot of these. 2.5. It's the average margin of victory in the past four games of the Bears-Broncos series. Both teams have each won two games out of the last four. The time machine will take us first back to 2007. I was actually in the the, the stands that day. Oh, really? Not not in the press box. Was that the Hester game? Devin Hester, two return touchdowns in that game. Don't forget a final-minute touchdown pass from Rex Grossman to Bernard Berrien to force overtime. And the Chicago Bears pulled out a 37-34 victory over... Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler and the Broncos. And Brandon yes. Marshall and the Broncos. That's right. I remember that. That was a November game. And I remember the, the Hester touchdown. I remember the comeback. That was a great – that was one of those great days at Soldier Field. Misty and, and cold out there. Yes. But tons of tons of explosive plays in that game. And obviously, anytime Hester does his thing, it's, it's wonderful. Four years later, we fast forward. We go to Denver. The Bears are beating an a, a, a average Broncos team 10 to nothing deep into the fourth quarter. And then guess what happened? Tebow mania took over. Marion Barber lost track of the game. Somehow the game went into overtime and the Bears lost 13 to 10. I would love to pull up your column from that afternoon and, oh my. and see what some, of the, what some of the stuff was in that. Marion Barber, that was a bad, bad loss. I remember about that trip and that game. You're going to laugh at me, but all I remember most is that yeah, the Marion Barber play. I remember Tebow coming back and, and being – that was right when he was starting to capture uh, people's imagination in the NFL. Like, could they? Well, how are they doing this with this offense? And then I remember buying my son, who was, I think, 10 at the time, coming home with the Tim Tebow jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I did that to my kid. And he was like, this was before he discovered hockey. Dad, what's that? Who's he? And then, you know, but yeah, I was I was part of Team. There he is. <laughs> I was part of Team Mania. I remember that game well. All right. So then uh, four years after that, first year under John Fox, the Bears were a feisty team playing John Fox's old team, the team uh, in Denver that was headed to the Super Bowl. But they were out without Peyton Manning that day uh, at Soldier Field. And the Bears had a chance to tie the game in the final minute, scored a touchdown, went for two and the conversion, failed Price's right horn. Remember that one? Brock Osweiler, was he the quarterback for the Broncos that day? Yes, I do remember the Brock Osweiler start, and I do remember the disappointment. The most recent one, 2019, 16 to 14 Bears. Walk off, Eddie Pinheiro, Eddie Money, Pinheiro De Niro field goal after Mitch Trubisky hit Allen Robinson with one second left to set up a deep kick, and the Bears escaped after losing that uh, opener of the 100 season to the Packers. They rebounded in week two against Vic Fangio and the Broncos in Denver, and it was Eddie Pinheiro, the kicker that they had spent the entire offseason trying to find, saving the day. The Augusta silence, he mastered that with the tryouts. I remember him at Hallis Hall. I do wonder this, so expert trivia on the spot, Dan. Where is Eddie Pinheiro, and where is Allen Robinson right now? 
Uh, Ellen Robinson, I just saw him make a catch for the, the Steelers last week. Yeah, he's week. in Pittsburgh, right? And I believe Eddie Pinero is still in Carolina kicking for Chris Tabor. Oh, that's true. All the ex-Bear Dish special teamers go to wherever Chris Tabor is working this season, and they find work. There you go. And Eddie Pinero's still around. That's a good, so. that's a good list. I like those. That's a, that's a very uh, nice, fun trip down memory lane. All right, yeah. those are the numbers. Now let's do our predictions. Let's bring in Adam Sudzinski. Studs has been thinking about this all week. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We have the 0-3 Bears the 0-3 Broncos, who is going to be winless on Sunday night? If I could, real quick, before I do my prediction, because you sparked some memories with those old Broncos <laughs> games, I, I I vividly remember the Devin Hester game. That was the – with the announcers are saying, why are you kicking to him? Like, what are you – like, Like, stop kicking to him. Like, and they're yeah. like, as Devin Hester's running back the kick, they're like, why would you do this? Was it the punter? <laughs> was the punter? Sauerbrunn. That's Sauerbrunn. Yeah. I think yeah, he kicked yeah. off and punted at that yeah. time. He also, yeah. he also, I think he also had a punt block that day, too. It was like one of the worst days you've ever seen a kicker have. And then the 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 Tim Tebow game. Oh, boy. I watched, I watched that game alone. I watched the end of that game alone at my house in college. And I remember being so thankful I was alone because it's, it's maybe the most distraught I've ever been after a loss. Like I was after, after a Bears game, I was like so livid because I was like, they can't blow this game to this guy. Yeah. Like he's terrible. Don't do this to me. And, and so it was just a bad. So were you <laughs> were you a victim of Tebow mania or were you a believer or not? I hate I hated him in the NFL. <laughs> I liked him a lot in, in college. How do you like I him in college him and hate him in the NFL? I mean, he was pretty polarized. I don't know. Really? Well, it's because he was because he was so bad, but he kept winning games somehow, and it was this made no sense to me. And so, yeah, I I did like him a lot at Florida though for whatever reason. So, he won a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was on that like uh, against the Steelers, right? He made an incredible yeah. throw in overtime, like the Demarius yeah. Thomas. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I just had to share those because those that sparks the memory. So anyway, uh. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I did think a, little, a lot more about this one than I thought I was going to when the season started about this game. And so I did end up picking the Bears, but it comes with this caveat, and you guys hold me to this. If the Bears don't put up at 25 points, and this is a freaking low bar to clear, 25 <laughs> points against a team that gave up 35 to the Commanders and 70 to the Dolphins. Like, but the Dolphins are going to score 30-plus against a lot of teams this year, and the 70 is kind of an, a freak thing, I know. But they gave up 105 points in two games. you got to get 25-plus at the very least moving in the right direction. So I got the Bears winning 26-25, to 25, barely clearing my own low bar. But if they can't do that, I'm not picking until they win a game this season. Hold hmm. me to that, please. Because I'll pick them to lose to every game until they start winning. If they and they lose like 30-26, to 26, I can, and it, and we see Justin Fields go going in the right direction and all that stuff. Then I'll find a way to to cope. But if they can't get twenty five on this defense, then I mean, that's 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 terrible, just terrible. So there right. you go. So that that, I, that that that's a lot of faith. That's a lot of faith to place in in the Bears. But got, I admire your loyalty. You got it. The Commanders with Sam Howell got thirty five points on this defense. 
you got to find a way to to get 25. And Dan, so I have less faith. Poor studs in crisis mode. He's not going to like this prediction. I've got Broncos 27, Bears 19, including a Cairo Santos missed extra point. Uh, what are you picking Santos for? I went very, doing his job. Not, I know, I know. It just feels like this is this is this is where we're headed. Um, I like I didn't need much time to think about this. I just like for me right now, I don't know what you trust about this Bears team. There's just literally nothing to trust in. And when you sit there and you go, okay, can we trust the pass rush? Can we trust the run defense? Can we trust the passing attack? Can we trust especially like what 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 are we going to lean on to get us out of the skit i can't trust anything and then as i mentioned earlier the broncos is as bad as they were last week still have sean payton and russell wilson these are two guys that have a um savvy about them and understand how to find your holes the broncos are obviously going to have to be way better on defense and i think vance joseph the dc has been put on notice you give up 35 to this struggling bears offense and you're probably out of a job on monday uh broncos 27 bears 19 Hmm. So, by the way, before we get too further, uh, Caleb Haney was the quarterback in the day against the <laughs> Tim Tebow while we're going. We, can, we can't get out of the 2011. All right. So, so, so this is this is what I, I think about the Bears and the Broncos. I think that the Bears have not earned back the benefit of the doubt if they ever had it. I don't think that I'm going to pick them to win again until they win again. And I think they are closer to being the worst team and in the NFL than they are a playoff team. I think they're actually closer to being the worst team than they are being a winning team. They're just closer to being the worst team, period, than I would be comfortable with four weeks into the season. So when you look at the units, the two worst units are the Bears offense and the Bronco defense. Both are broken. Historically bad in both cases. But I think the... This doesn't probably make any sense. The Bears offense, I don't I think they have a, have a harder time bouncing back than the Bronco defense. And and I think so that may be a wash. Maybe they cancel each other out. But the Bear offense or the Bear defense and the Bronco offense, the Bronco offense is better. The Bear defense isn't good enough to stop it. So if the other matchup is a wash and the Bronco offense scores points, that's going to be the difference. Broncos 31, Bears 27. Whew. You got them scoring 25 points, though. See, <laughs> <laughs> see I don't bar. understand that. I heard people say, like, oh, if they if the Bears lose by 10, but they score 27 points, I won't be that unhappy. Really? I think this that's, is- that's I, just from a fan perspective here, that's, that's a coping mechanism. And that's like, show me that you're moving in the right direction, and I'll stick with whatever the hell this is a little bit longer. I think that's what that is. Um, yeah, that, that could be the case. I, I, yeah. I hope that we're Dan and I are wrong because listen, this this is a franchise, this is a city, this is a radio station that needs to change the subject. You know? <laughs> no kidding. It's like no kidding. There's there's got to be there's got to be something that that is different here at some point in time because this is painfully redundant, and I have said that before. So I'm being painfully redundant at pointing out that it's painfully redundant. Here's here's the the other worry that if the Bears do win. And get that full feeling of relief and satisfaction of finally breaking the skid. They've got to turn around, you know, three days later and get on a plane to go to Washington to play the Commanders, and they won't even have time to fully enjoy it. And then if they lose that game to the Commanders, we're right back into to, to week six with like, oh God, it's you know, like they, they didn't even have a chance to, to to even soak that one in. Well, there's a real, there's a very real possibility that lingers there. Molly and I talked about it this morning that this could be a two for one type of deal either way. If you win 
you might feel like, all right, short week, you got some momentum back, you ride that to Washington and you, and you upset the commanders. Maybe. That's optimistic. But if you lose, short week, tough turnaround. Those injuries that might be, oh, yeah, I'm going to come back and play your own four. Why right. would you rush back to, play, to be in a hurry to be on five? All right. of a sudden, you lose this game, you might get a two-for-one deal. Ugh. 